All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And, of course, as always, in the studio, we got our Hot Rod Happy Couple, motoring in matrimony, Smitty and Breezy. What's going on, y'all? What up, what up? And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, smack over Arkansas? And then, of course, we got Kobe Miller back in the studio, all-around cool car guy slash local builder. What's going on, everyone? So nice. Yes. So nice. We got to work on your intro. <laughs> we got to jazz it up a little bit, Kobe. Like Shazam or something. Shazam. How's that, everybody? So anyway, how's everybody's week been? I mean, like, what have y'all been doing? Everybody everybody ready for, ready for Santa Claus? I went skiing this weekend with all the snow and ice that we got. You went skiing? Yeah, you know what I did? I sat at home in the dark. <laughs> I wasn't in the dark, but I sat on the, at the house on the couch. I was in the dark. I was yeah. in the dark. Have you, you know, Wi-Fi does not work when the power's out. It's, no, it's it crazy, doesn't. isn't it? That means when you ain't got no power, you ain't got no lights, you ain't got no internets, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got no phone charger. I'm telling you, it was bad. It so was real bad. Last year when we had this, my power was out, and I went outside to charge my phone, left my phone out there for like 10 minutes, went out. Battery dead on the truck. Oh. oh man. Yeah. That's 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 just messed up. Yeah. This year I kept power though. Thank you. I'm Thank tearing you. up over here. You need hey. to stop talking about how much we've kept power because I can guarantee you the wind's gonna blow tomorrow and it's gonna go out. Well, it is the first yeah. of the month, so. I'm just saying. There's there's doing cut off and it went out. No power, no power. Just bro. saying. Yeah, eating dinner by candlelight. You know, all romantic slash. Hey, I bought these steaks and didn't pay the power bill. Yep. <laughs> We've been there. We've been there. Play on, player. Play on. So anyway, speaking of playboys, what's going on, Professor? Uh, stone chill, man. Uh, I guess my power went out at about 4 o'clock on Sunday morning because I just remember waking up and thinking, damn, it's cold. 4 o'clock in the morning, you're probably just now getting home, wild man well, like so. I mean, I've been asleep for a couple hours, and uh, <laughs> I just I woke up, and I thought, wow, it's really cold in here. And then you kind of put two and two together. You start walking around like clock's not on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Light switches aren't working. Stubbing your toe. I'm telling you, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, it is, but I'm glad it's over with. The snow's pretty to look at and all that, but I am so glad for it to be gone. I'm sitting in my garage, looking out of my garage, and all I can see is my 56, and it's shivering with the door up. And I'm thinking, man, I can't even take you outside. Oh. <laughs> That's the way I am with the truck. I mean, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It, it hurts me. Like, it yeah. makes me want to have a full drive hot rod. Kind of like them old redneck boys, mm-hmm. you know? You don't have one yet. No, no, and I, and I, and I, and I won't. Like, I, that's not my thing. Like, my truck's a Z71 by accident. Like, I, I like the way it looks. I'm not that guy. My idea of off-roading is bumping a curb downtown. That's the wildlife. <laughs> well, you can jump the curb. I'm man. mad. This is the guy that I drove my truck in this crap, and I'm mad because he was messing up my armor all. I don't even want to look at my car right now. It's I mean, disgusting. Do you know? Been. Do you know what all this brine they put on the road? Do you realize the? I drive a black truck. Exactly. You, I'm going to send a bill to the Skadot, the SCDOT, <laughs> and tell them. I mean, really? I mean, okay. You know what? Yeah, you're trying to get the ice off the road. Do you see the side of my ride? I'm just throwing that out there. Just saying. 
That stuff's awful, man. I mean, it, it gets is. on your window, dude. You can't see. It messes up my armor on. I got armor chrome on. wheels, fool. You, I mean, <laughs> it's killing me. It's under warranty, I promise you. But I dare it to bubble. And it's, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? That's a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just, I, that drives me nuts. I've been wanting to wash my truck, and I'll be damned if it's going to rain this week. Yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. sense in washing it right now. No, no, you know what? There is plenty of sense in washing it. It's kind of like wiping your butt. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're just going to, you're just going to mess it up again, but you do it anyway. You see what I'm getting at? <laughs> kind of to control the damage that's going nothing. on. <laughs> because there's no like because you do that. You you maintain cleanliness is next to godliness. Exactly. Can well, I get they, a email? Especially when it comes to that. I'm just saying. Yeah. What, butts or cars? Butts. Both. And cars. Both. Yeah. Buy you a cheap dime piece and then keep your good one in the garage. Just saying. It just it seems pointless. Like driving here tonight, there's still slush on the road, so you're still spraying it up on your car. Yeah. And then I can wash it again tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> See, this is this is the cool thing about the water. The hose pipe, it don't stop. Unless it's froze. Point. <laughs> and I've been there. I I've been too. I've actually washed a car with the hose pipe froze up. Like yeah. I've been there before. I've been there. The funniest story ever on that. This was way, way, way back. I mean, I'm talking about when, 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 when I was a little bunny. I was a little kid. I'm not also a little kid. I was a teenager. I was never really little. I was actually kind of fat. But I had my Mustang that was my pride and joy, and I lived to wash that car. I washed it every two days, needed or not. And my parents had their driveway yeah. redone. Well, the whole thing is you can't get it wet for a certain amount of time. I mean, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they took the hose pipe. Yes, the hose pipe. Hose pipe. And took it off the spigot and put it up. How am I going to wash my car? Well, me being the thinker, I went to Winn-Dixie. That's a grocery store for any of the millennials listening. (laughs) And went and bought these three-gallon jugs of water. I bought like 20 of those things. And I washed my car with bottled water. (laughs) Yeah. Dedication. Wow. You know what? My daddy called me son because I was so bright. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I washed my car with distilled bottle water. Rocky Hosea used to do that. That was the only thing that he would detail his blue Mustang with was uh, Dasani. Like he'd put a spray lid on the thing and spray it down and wipe it down. That's, that's interesting. The car always looked really pretty. It did. It, it, maybe, maybe it works. Hmm. I don't know. Bottled water. That's the detailer's trick. It would keep the chlorine out of the off the car. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, get you that Fuji water for the Fuji water. Fuji. Fuji. That's the expensive Fuji. stuff, right? Yeah, that's a, that, that's only served water. in the finest gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> in the finest. Voss. Home of the home of the home of the thirteen dollar bottled water. There you go. <laughs> Lukewarm. I love my truck, man, but I am not gonna wash it with bottled water. I'm sorry, dude. I want to eat something. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And see, this is before we had ceramic coatings too. See, like the boo thing, I can take go, and it blows off of it. Don't stick to it or the yeah. piece. The ceramic coatings save the day. Yeah, you know, this is back when you like had a rub on one and like wash it yeah. legit, like back in. I feel like my dad. Uh-huh. I turned into back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. You gonna have to pull the glasses down on the nose. We had to make our own wax. 
<laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, I'm all about keeping my ride clean. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. That's one of the first things my daddy ever taught me, talking about the slush and the brine and all that kind of stuff. We used to go to the beach every single year. We'd go to Myrtle Beach. And whenever I started getting old enough to drive, I'd drive my car down there so I could cruise and all that. First thing we did when we got back to Greenville was go to a car wash and wash those cars. Oh, yeah. To get all the soft off. I want to tell you something. I, I, I made the fatal mistake of driving my truck in Daytona Beach on the beach. Oh. Never. Uh-uh. Never, never, never again. Never. You get sand in there and it's so hard to get out. I tell you, I grew up on Daytona Beach. I t- I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you, that explains a lot. Yeah. Explains a lot. <laughs> I tell you, speaking of, speaking of the beach, I went on a motor beach one time. I drove my old red vet down there, and they had a car wash that had filtered water, but they had these big signs up. It was like a dirt and squirt, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, we pull in, and I pull in with my Corvette, and there's a sign that's huge that says, no bucket washing. <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah I'm I there with exactly my bucket. What you're talking about. That guy came out and helped me drive my car down. Are Come you on. serious? That's what I'm saying. God. I was a good customer. I was a good customer. Though. That's the way it goes. I tell you what, guys, we got a lot more hot rods and happy hour. We're talking about the history of hot rods this week. Stay tuned, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Of course, we got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo. We got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru Richard R. Hoskins. What's going on, Happy Corner, Maine? And then we got Kobe Miller, all-around cool car guy, local car builder. What's up, everyone? We got to work. We got to jazz that up. How are we going to jazz it up? I'm thinking. Think, think, think. But, you know, we're talking about hot rod history this week. And and this is a good one because, you you know, if you're into hot rods, you got to know where you came from. You got to know your roots. You got to know your roots. And hot rod actually got a really neat start. And I've actually kind of nerded out on this a little bit. So, like, I prepared a project. I have a book report. Oh, bless your heart. And I have, you know, a nice, like, like set up, like, you know, set up like a science fair project. I actually did that in school. That's how I roll. You know, double spaced and everything. (laughs) With graphs. How's that margin look? (laughs) So, didn't you hate that in school? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I always had to do like book reports on dumb stuff. Yeah, everything that you had to do in school was like, mostly like, dumb. About JFK. I read an essay about He was it was the grassy knoll. Everybody knows that. What else? When I was in high school, um we had to do an essay and I wrote it on boxers versus briefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's amazing. The only thing I I got an A. <laughs> Were you messing with the teacher? I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> All I know about boxers is my mother told me that that thing would hang to my knees. What a liar she turned out to be. <laughs> Still wear them boxers. Ain't nothing like that happened. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about the history of hot rodding, and there's a little discrepancy here. We've got three rod shops that claim to be the oldest. We've got SoCal Speed Shop, which... Was Alex Adeus? Uh, yep, that's exactly right. And they started in 1946. Yep. <clears throat> and this is the thing that's cool about it is, is everybody knows that Southern California was like the hot rod hotbed. But then you've got Speedy Bill from Speedway Motors that claims he has the oldest rod shop in America. 
which last I checked, SoCal was in America. Not 100% sure on Alabama, but the rest of it, I'm pretty sure California's there. So, and then you've got Honest Charlie Speed Shop in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. That claims it's the world's oldest speed shop. The world's. He's the saying, world. He's saying And it's coming from a man that says he's honest. Yeah, you can't trust a guy whose name has the word honest in front of it. As a rule, that's a bad thing. Honest. It's like, it's like buying a used car at a place that's got a sign that says, Jesus saves. That's useful. <laughs> oh, that's very true. that is so, so. I used to work for these guys. I know. Probably one of the worst dealers I ever met was a part time preacher and a car used car dealer. <laughs> side hustle. Yeah, was, yeah, preaching was his side hustle. Exactly. I love how he worded that. Preaching is my side hustle. Uh, everybody ever tells somebody to buy a car, he said, I'd pray for you. I'm thinking that's the only hope you got. <laughs> but, you know, that, and that's a, you got a little discrepancy there, and we're not going to get in the middle of that. That's technicality. We're talking about how it started. you got to think about World War II. You know, I think that Hot Rodden started before this. I just didn't think it got popular with the aftermarket and things like that until the late 40s. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But... You know, you got to think about it. I mean, the first race started when the second car was built. I mean, we know that. But, like, far as, like, the, the aftermarket started coming in, and like SoCal Speed Shop, you know, like, these guys were doing a lot with the flatheads and things like that. What was Honest Charlie working on? The only thing I ever knew that come from Honest Charlie was El Camino parts. <laughs> not, not just always El Camino. He Choo-choo a, Customs. Yeah, yeah, but he did a lot of, he actually did a lot of the old Model T, like, high boys and stuff like that, too, back in the day. Right. And this is before Corky Coker got yeah. a hold of Honest Charlie. Yes. Um, Honest Charlie has changed hands a few. Honest Charlie technically went away and came back. Um, and Corky Coker, yeah. that's part of the Coker Tire yeah. family. Um, now in Chattanooga, it's across the street from it, yep. isn't it? Dead across the street. Um, in Chattanooga. Cool. Fun town. Facility. And then where they where they had the the earthquake. Wasn't it we had the earthquake this week? It was Chattanooga, wasn't it? Oh, was it Chattanooga? No, it was in Tennessee. It was in Tennessee somewhere. Well, the, that well I know that, but I mean, it was like... There more, again, last no, I checked. Like, no, it, <laughs> it was more like corner towards Georgia type style over there towards like... It, it was more Tennessee than that. Yeah, like Blairsville, I thought, somewhere up in that area. I think we should start calling Kobe the weatherman. No. Kobe, I, Kobe's I, over I, here. He's pointing it out on the map. Yeah. <laughs> over here... Nicole Pape is still my favorite weather girl. You, yeah, you're not yeah. going to take her place. No, you can't, you can't beat her. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be trying to John Sessage me over here, okay? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's Nicole Nobody Pape. That. Nicole Pape. Nicole Pape can tell me it's raining any day, and I'm okay with it, okay? I want to tell you something. And for people that are listening that's not in the local area, Fox News, Upstate, Fox Carolina. Nicole Pape. It's worth the Google. <laughs> it's worth the Google. Okay. Like Spring City, this. Tennessee is where it was at. Spring City, Tennessee. But uh, spell Pepe. <laughs> that would be P A P A Y. I think I made that harder than it had to be. Yeah, like I had to think about it for a second. And I watched it every morning for Nicole Pepe. Like I watched the news like an old man for her. <laughs> First thing that comes up when you type in Nicole. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, me. But uh, long story short, 
So, so we're talking about the earthquake and, and everybody that, that, that went through that 4.4 yeah, on the 4. Richter 4. scale on the earthquake. I tell you what, I heard the ground shaking like that. I'm like, I didn't know my ex-wife moved to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish she did. And uh, we should fall in that fault line. But anyway, <laughs> so what you doing, girl, shaking up Tennessee? But anyway, crazy. But this is the, uh, this is the thing about the history of hot rodding. Is everybody in California thinks that everything started in California? You know, everybody thinks hot rodding started on the West Coast, which it was popular on the West Coast. But you know what? I'm a little different. I think we had some hot rodders here on the East Coast. Too. It wasn't just West Coast. Yeah, I think I think it was more just everywhere. It was all the military guys coming back from the military, and was, they finally had a couple dollars in their pocket so they could actually go ahead and start working on something. I'll tell you what, we got to work on this commercial break, and we ain't gonna be here long. <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned. We're talking the history of hot rodding right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. Hello. What's happening? And then, of course, we got the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Buttsville, New Jersey? That's what I'm screaming. And then we got Kobe Miller, all-around cool car builder. What's and up, cool car- everyone? You've got everyone. That was jazzing it up. He got excited about that. I'm telling you. First of of all, you ran the red light. Second, (laughs) second, you you threw a woot woot in there. What what? Next thing you know, you're gonna be like little one or no little John. He'll be what? Yeah. Okay. What? Anyway, so we're talking about hot rodding history. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask this because yeah I'm listening to what you're saying and all that stuff. I was it's like old... you're hearing what I'm saying, but you don't see what I'm saying. Exactly. She ain't picking up what you're putting down. It's kind of like I smell colors, I don't see colors. You it's know, like, that kind like of thing. I smell what you're about to step in. Exactly. <laughs> now you were talking about um, how how you think that it started more on the East Coast. Now there was the South Car- or the Southern California Timing Association in the 30s. In California, right. that they actually raced under, right? That, that was like the first like designated like like group of racers. Yeah, yeah, that was racers, not hot rodders. Yeah, see, that's racers. You well, know, see, you, Wikipedia makes it different. They call it hot rod. Well, see, this is the thing about Wikipedia. Hmm. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let me get this started. Excuse me, as I slide up my soapbox. <laughs> Step up there. Hear ye, hear ye. I'll come to hear him. Um, listen, I've got more hot rod knowledge in the end of my pinky <laughs> than the Wikipedia's got all through them. You don't have to look at me while you're saying this. Turn Just and look saying. at Kobe. <laughs> but you see where I'm getting at. It kills me. I mean, because you got to think about Wikipedia. Where do they get their information from? Well, they're basically saying the same thing y'all have already said. Exactly. You know what? Because they got it from me. That's why. <laughs> yeah, they got it from us. So. This is the thing. I mean, would you would you rather hear the story on the six o'clock news, or would you rather see it from the person's mouth? I guess you wouldn't see it from the yeah, mouth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I get you. I get you, brother. You know what I'm saying. Pick I get it up. you. But I got the glaucoma. Oh my goodness. But this is my. Th- <laughs> but but it, so the hot rod thing. Southern California, it was a hotbed of hot rodding. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to think about it, these guys came back from World War II. They had a little money in their pocket, you mm-hmm. know. Next thing you know, you know what? They've been flying all these cool planes and all this stuff. They want fast stuff here at home, so they start building fast cars. 
And you get a lot of guys, like speaking of SCTA, I got another one for you. How about all the Bonneville Soulflight stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Belly tanks and yeah, all the that. The belly stuff. tanks. I mm-hmm. mean, these guys took a fuselage off a plane, yeah. a.k.a. the gas tank, <laughs> and put a motor in it and would go as fast as they possibly can across a dry lake bed. Which yeah. is totally With awesome. no brakes. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they had They had a way to stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gravity. It's called miles. Yeah. <laughs> miles and miles. Of... <laughs> but but you see what I'm getting at though. I mean and I mean these guys I mean that's hot rodding. I mean, you know, yeah. People now, you know, they buy a new challenger and put racing stripes on it and they're thinking they're hot rod or, yeah. you, you don't buy hot rod. you it's either you or it's not. You know what I'm saying? That's not mail order. You don't get your hot rod stripes from Jegs. These that that's a real hot rodder. That's innovator. They're taking stuff and making stuff with it. Is it pretty? No. Is it fast? Really not. But you know what? They made it. And that's what made yeah. them a hot rodder. And the definition of a hot rodder is to take anything to make it faster or lighter for performance reasons. Hot hmm. rod. To make it cool. You know what? I like to throw that in there, although it's not in the definition. No, but it, it, <laughs> you know, Cool that's, makes it all. That's more of a custom thing, yeah. with cool being the main emphasis. Professor? Yes. Was anybody talking to you? <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, going to slide back in the corner now. <laughs> just, 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 just <laughs> zip it. But, no, but this is, and that's the thing. It, it is true. And that is a little more of the custom thing. So you got to think about it. So now it was the hot rod thing. You know, there weren't a lot of pretty cars, but they were making them faster. Of course, Henry Ford and his flathead V8 was extremely popular. And as we roll into the 50s, we start actually getting over about V8s. Yes. And next thing you know, you got guys putting all kinds of crazy motors. And even had like the six-cylinder guys that were, you know, modern inline sixes, you know, out of trucks. Like GMC sixes and things of that nature, and even no Chevrolet sixes. Like I remember my grandfather telling me stories. He had a '48 Chevrolet that had like a, like a GMC six cylinder. It was like 305 cubic inches. There was a 305 V six exactly GMC, in a '48 Chevrolet two door sedan, which blows my mind. I think how to have been torquey as can be. Oh yeah, I mean, but but that was the thing. That was hot rod. It was mixed match. I mean, there was no set rhyme or reason to it. You know, there was no LSs. I know it's crazy, but um. <laughs> It's it's like that to me. I love those stories. I love how the story talked about changing the motor. All right, my grandfather's originally from Piedmont, South Carolina. Piedmont's a really small, small town, about fifteen minutes outside of Greenville. All right, there's still there's a big there was a big mill there. My yeah. great grandmother worked in that mill. All right, they lived in a mill house dead across the street from the mill. There was a water tower in their front yard. He put a chain fall on the yeah. water tower and pulled the motor out of his forty eight. Now that is cool. That's cool. that's hot rodding. Yeah, that's how that you do hot it. Rodding. That's innovation. That's you got to do what you got to do. You work with what you got. Exactly. And I mean, hey, you got a water tower. Boom. You got a cherry picker. Pretty sturdy. Just, I mean, looks pretty stout to me. You know, I've never tried it. <laughs> but, but, and that's and that's hot rodding. But then you get into the fifties, and then you start getting these customizers coming in, yep. and it, it changes. It it's, it's, and all that. Yeah, that's what right. I was about to say. And, and and you know, well, I mean, you've got so many yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome customizers, you know, and and it's like Gene Whitfield. Yes. And I mean, I've had I've had the luxury. I've met Gene Whitfield several times now, and Gene Whitfield is like the real deal. Like George Bears, he was like that made-for-TV hot rod guy. Like he made like the Monster Mobile and you know and things like that, and the Batmobile and and that. 
But Gene Whitfield's like the real deal. Like, you look at his hands. Yeah. That dude's hands looks like they've been smacked with hammers, They're which I'm sure they have out, been. Or out from lead. Yeah. And I mean, this dude's everything. 90 years old and chopping tops. Still. Still. Got that hair jet black, oh, yeah, slick back. back. And I mean, he was like, I mean, way before, like, you know, these, like, Happy Days guys now, you know, yeah. and all the rockabilly and all that stuff. This guy was doing that before the Fonz was. Yeah. And he's still like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this guy, I mean, I'm talking about lacquer paint. And, you know, it tickles me. You know, this guy probably has sprayed a water tower of lacquer paint in his life without a mask on. Yeah. And now, like, you watch all the new shows on Motor Trend, they're painting a car. This dude's got a scuba suit on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and air hoses and respirators and shooting water-based paint that you can drink. And it's made out of <laughs> unicorns and all this stuff. <laughs> and, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying. And they're wearing all these respirators. Gene Whitfield was spraying stuff that, like, literally, it was liquid cancer. Yeah. And this dude is 90 years old and still doing it. He, I mean, matter of fact, they named a paint job the Whitfield Whitfield Fade. It's named after him. I mean, this guy is, but and that, this was going into the 50s and into the 60s. And that showed you how, the, how it was changing. Like, you still had the speed parts, but now... You got the hot rider that's kind of near and dear to Rob's heart because I love the go, but I love the show even more. Oh, yeah. And I like to look the part. And that's when it starts really getting in. They're chroming plating things and they're cutting everything but loose. And I love that. That this is that late fifties into the sixties glam show rods. Yep. Flake. Flake. I won't tell you something, like baby. Bass boats. I won't tell you. I won't tell you something about metal flake. You can't fake the flake. Uh uh-uh. uh. You got metallic paint. And then you got flake. And I, when I say flake, I don't talk about a sprinkle. I'm talking about, like, it's glitter. Yeah. That's what I want. Seven pounds worth of flake. I, There's nothing prettier than metal flake like that. I love that candy show is dandy and that flake. <clears throat> I love it, man. And these were my, but, but that was the thing. Like, I love those paint jobs. And they're gorgeous. I mean, just, and where you got to put, like, 60 gallons of clear on it just to bury yeah. the metal flake. Love it. And it still looks like you can rub your hand down it and it'd be rough. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love. I mean, and, the, and that was the custom, like the chop tops. And you know, this is long before Bondo. These guys were using lead. lead I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if, you, and if you've so ever seen anybody use lead, it's not like you know body filler or anything nowadays. I mean, body work technology has made body work way easier than it ever was. Could you imagine melting your lead down and taking your beeswax and your ladle and smearing it out and filing it down? I mean, these guys, that was real deal. And this was Gene Whitfield time. Like, this man, he did it. He said, hey, you know what look good? We take that top and take six inches out of it. Mm. Just cut it down the center. If you've ever chopped a top, that's a major ordeal. I think it's cut every way but loose to do that. And then hem it back together. Which is just miraculous. I tell you what, we got a lot more hot rod history coming your way right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. As always, we got Smitty and Breezy. What's going on? What's popping? I like that delay. It's like left them hanging. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash man with the plan, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Massacre Lake, Nevada? Oh, that's Sounds scary. like a killer place. Uh, doesn't it? 
And then, of course, we got all-around cool car guy slash builder, Kobe Miller, in the studio. Howdy, y'all. That's better. That's that. You're warming up a little bit. You're warming up a little. We're working on Kobe's intros. That's his TR roots. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. the TR coming out. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. But maybe we want to do like a Roy Clark Buck Owens thing. Ooh, I'm picking, yeah. and you're grinning. I think it'd work. Yeah. Okay. I miss Roy Clark. Yeah. Roy Clark was a man. He sang my favorite song ever. Thank God in Greyhound she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a great song. That was that was the like if you've ever been divorced, that song should be like sent to you, like emailed to you by the government. Gets to, you right here. It right <laughs> in the pump station. It gets you. You want to see some cool stuff about Roy Clark? Google him on YouTube. And uh, watch him shred a guitar. Oh, Roy Clark could tear one up, son. I want to tell you something. Oh, Roy Clark, I tell you what, he used to do CarQuest commercials. I remember him vaguely when I was a kid. I didn't know until he died that he was a race car driver also. Roy Clark was into everything. Yeah. He was a pretty accomplished stock car driver. Yeah. I want to tell you something else about Roy Clark. You know what else he could do? What? (laughs) <laughs> Anything he wanted to. That's why, because he's Roy Clark. Duh. Everything I was going to say would have made Patrick mad. Yes. Don't make Patrick mad. But. Ooh, you know, we need to start doing like a game segment to like like the five top things we could do to make Patrick mad tonight. I'm telling you. It's like. it yeah. could be a whole show. I've got, Roy Clark, awesome. I've got Roy Clark CarQuest jingle stuck in my head. If you're looking for a rotor or a windshield wiper motor, yes, you'll find it at CarQuest. I mean, that was just catchy. That's a good one. That's a good you're showing one. Your age there, I was about to say that's that's beyond my spectrum. Hey, if you got, hey, if you got the smarts, it's the place for parts. <laughs> just shut up, leave me alone, okay? It's a good song, I promise. Anyway, so we're talking about hot rod history, and. Uh, as I grab onto every little ounce of cool I have left. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're talking about hot rod history, and we're moving into one of my favorite times. It's the 60s. I love the music of the 60s. I love the cars of the 60s. But I love the customs that came out of the 60s. Oh, yeah. And being a car show guy at heart, this is when the car show boom went nuts. I mean, you had the Beach Boys, and virtually every other song they sang about was talking about drag racing, custom cars, or surfing. I can't swim, so the other two is the only ones I really listen to. <laughs> and I mean, this was, but this was my favorite time. I mean, you, you had all these wild customs coming out, psychedelic stuff, chrome reverse mags. You had mag wheels enter the picture. You got to think about it. 1956, well, Hollowbrands were out before that for racing, like yeah. little sprint cars and stuff. But in 56, the American Torque Thrust Mat, American Racing started in 1956. And then Craigers came out in. 68? Yeah, no, it was before yeah, that. 64, okay. 65. Yeah, it was really 64, there. 64, 65, I think. But, yeah, so, I mean, you got to think about it. Now you got custom wheels. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, before he had custom hubcaps. <laughs> now you got custom rims. I hate that. They're not. You got wheels. You ain't got rims. You got wheels. <laughs> rims, you put hubcaps on. Wheels, that's what you got. You put armor all on. You don't put armor on your wheels. You put armor <laughs> on your tires. Lord, on your feet. You got to put it on, on your beats. rotors. Do you know you can drink armor? No. Why would you know that? 
Did you look at the Wikipedia and it told you that? Wikipedia. Fake Wik- news. Wikipedia will not tell you that, but yes. <laughs> they actually were, they interviewed many years ago, they interviewed the guy that invented Armor Raw. Yeah. And that was a big thing when it came out because there was nothing really to make your tire shiny that was produced. Well, they used brake fluid. I mean, they used all kinds yeah. of stuff. But, but you know, this was like the first, you know, like off-the-shelf thing that made your tire yeah. shiny. And when they were making it, they didn't want to put petroleum distillates in it. Well, obviously, you can't be drinking that, Richard. And, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> but anyway, he was talking about when they came up with it. And it's got a lot of, like, natural oils and things like that in it. And he said, hell, you can drink it. And I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah, he said it don't even taste bad. I mean, I'm just like my innards can shine, and over, and, and over us, it's real. Nice. How do you find out that that's okay to do? Like, I want to make a mixed drink with Armor All in it, you know? Yeah, like you said, hold on, I'm gonna drink this stuff and see if I'm okay. I mean, this is one of those things good. that you shouldn't know. It it does kind of smell like coconuts. I ain't gonna lie. It does have a very good smell. Maybe it's it. like pina coladas. I don't. Maybe maybe it's pina colada mix. You we know? do need to make a disclaimer real quick. Do not do try not this. do not yeah. drink Armor All, kids. I mean, we already got them eating laundry detergent, so we can't. <laughs> now it'll be like it's gonna be the Armor All challenge. And, and then that'll be that wash one, it down with. And then it'll be that one. Yeah, you can wash down all them Tide Pods with, with antifreeze uh, instead you, of no, Armor not all. antifreeze. That'll kill you. <laughs> don't drink antifreeze. <laughs> don't drink. <laughs> Never drink antifreeze. The. Uh, you're gonna get a suit. But, but you got to think about it. the uh, the '60s were were a hot time for customs. <laughs> oh, I'm trying, Lord, I'm trying. And uh, so we're 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 in the '60s. That's when all these cool customs. Yeah, like me, like I said, this is one of my favorite times. I think automotive worldwide, this was a really big time because the aftermarket really started popping in the 60s. Of course, Hearst was founded in the late 50s, but in the 60s, they were in full swing. And I want to tell you something about Hearst that I bet even Kobe Miller don't even know. What? And Kobe's old as dirt, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, Kobe. Oh, my poor Walker. I'm telling you. Co- Kobe's Walker had Cracker Mags on it, okay? That's how old he is. It probably does. It probably does. Kobe's got the only walker with traction bars on it. Hey, I can't find him. I've been looking. I that's that's how I found all them hook caps today. So, so back so back to the story though. Hearst, the guy, uh, the founder of Hearst, who was was he? I know he's dead, passed away, but I think he got murdered. Actually, yes, he did get murdered. He was murdered. But anyway, he actually invented the jaws of life. Really, I did not know that. Every time I grabbed a shifter in the booth thing, I could be saving a life. Wow. <laughs> Or taking one. I've I, I seen that. Okay, saying. yeah, I almost killed. You almost kill one kid, you get a bad rap, okay? I'm sorry. Well, if it had been you showed him a good time. Kid, I mean, technically, you got to. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Did he have fun? He did yeah, he fun. did. Did he die? No, no, he didn't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's a, uh, you fact check me, <laughs> make sure, yes. I love saying things on the air and then finding out that they're true afterwards. That makes me feel so much better about this. Like, like I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. No, I, I, was, take this. I was not fact checking you. I was I was looking at something else and then I just turned around and you were like staring at me. So I just figured I'd give you a thumbs that up works. or something. They'll, they'll let you know when it's wrong. Kobe, that's like stalking somebody on Facebook and accidentally hitting the poke button or hitting friend request and then deleting it real quick. Just don't, don't up to guy. it. 
Don't be that guy. <laughs> I was looking but, at something else, and all of a sudden, I just turned around, and Rob's just like staring at me, like, "What are you doing?" So I just gave him a thumbs so up. So Richard, <laughs> all right, so we're rolling through the '60s, and then we got the muscle cars mixing in with the hot rods, and you got all these crazy Mopars coming out of nowhere. That's just. Which also LSD was kind of a big thing in the '60s too. That explains right, a lot. I, I really wish I'd been alive in the '60s. You um, wouldn't be alive now. Nothing says a good time like Hemi's and LSD. <laughs> you got to be on it to like them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Kids don't try LSD the, either. It, it was Armor all and LSD. Don't do antifreeze. Don't know. No. That, don't do any of those. Stay away from Hemis. And Hemis. Stay away from them Hemis. <laughs> we can send you to rehab for Armor All. You can't go to rehab for Bopars. No. All right, guys. We got a commercial <laughs> break coming up. We're talking about the history of hot rodding right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour.